Welcome to Simple Truth, the teaching ministry of Pastor Eddie Turner and Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Through the practical and simple explanation of God's Word, Pastor Eddie has taught the Word of God to thousands of people around the world. The following message is from a recent service at Family Worship Center in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Let's join Pastor Eddie as he shares simple truths from God's Word. Last Sunday was Grandparents' Day, National Grandparents' Day. And uh, how, many, how many grandparents do we have in the room this morning? Raise your hand if you're a grandparent. Look at all these grandparents. How many of you are too young to be grandparents? Raise your hand. <laughs> Same amount. Same amount. How many of you, your grandchildren are the most wonderful kids in all the world? Raise your hand. How many of you would admit my grandkids are spoilt brats? Raise your hand. Same amount. All right. If you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter, chapter 78. Manda and I became grandparents a year ago. Um, our son married a, a, a pastor's daughter, and she has had three children. So we went from zero to a whole quiver full of grandchildren overnight. And uh, we just had just become thrilled that our kids had got married and were out on their own, and we had been delivered uh, from kids, and all of a sudden, grandkids come along. And I discovered something. I don't know how to be a grandparent. I don't know what God's biblical, what's the Bible role for grandparents? What am I supposed to do? I know you're supposed to take them to Chuck E. Cheese when they come. I know you're supposed to give them stuff at birthday and spoil them and all that kind of stuff. But is that what the Bible says the role of grandparents is? And I began studying. And I began asking the Lord, Lord, uh, you've blessed me and Amanda with these three beautiful grandchildren. You brought them into our life. So what, are, what is our role? And uh, so I began studying personally for my own self so I could be pleasing to the Lord in everything I do. And this morning I want to I just teach you from the Word of God what the Lord has showed me about the biblical role of grandparents, what you're supposed to do as a grandparent. Before we do, though, I just notice out there, Snooky, Brianna, down. Stand up, Brianna. Stand up. Stand up. Eight years ago, when Amanda and I came here, Brianna was the first little girl that we met, and she was 10 years of age. And this weekend, she celebrated her 18th birthday. Let's give her a hand. Would you do that? And we're so proud of her. And uh, she was just in the homecoming homecoming court at Siegel. And uh, that cost me 50 bucks. But under, you know, if I... But anyway, Psalm chapter 78 in the Message Translation. Psalm chapter 78, the Message Translation says this. Listen, dear friends, to God's truth. Bend your ears to what I tell you. I'm chewing on the morsel of a proverb. I'll let you in on on the sweet old truths. Stories we have heard from our fathers. Counsel we learned at our mother's knee. We're not keeping this to ourselves. Notice this. 
We're not keeping this to ourselves. We are passing it along to the next generation. God's fame and fortune, the marvelous things he has done. Verse 8. He planted a witness in Jacob, set his word firmly in Israel, then commanded our parents to teach it to their children. Notice, commanded our parents to teach it to their children. Notice this next sentence. So the next generation would know. The next generation would know. How's the next generation going to know? They're not going to know unless their parents and grandparents tell them. So the next generation would know, and all the generations to come know the truth and tell the stories so their children can trust in God. Never forget the works of God, but keep His commands to the letter. I like this last sentence. Heaven forbid they should be like their parents, bullheaded and bad. A fickle and faithless bunch who never stay true to God. Here's something I read recently. It says, sometimes it seems as if they're angels sent from heaven. At other times we feel like they've been put on this planet just to annoy us. But there's no doubt about it. Grandparents are a major part of 21st century family life. Who, who has been sent to annoy parents? Grandparents. It seems as they're angels sent from heaven at times. Grandparents can be angels sent from heaven's. Grandparents can be, you would think, put on this earth to, to annoy you because there's nothing you can do in raising those kids right. But there's no doubt about it. Grandparents are a major part of 21st century family life in America. My dad was so angry at me when Amanda and I... Uh, conceived, when Amanda conceived our two children. He didn't want us to have children. He didn't want me to leave Columbia. He didn't want me to get married. He didn't, he wanted me to stay at home, live in that bedroom all my life. That's what he wanted, if he had his way. And he got so angry. We didn't even know if he was going to come to the wedding or not. He was so mad. And then when we had children, or we announced that we were having children, he was so angry. I never will forget what he said to me. He said, don't expect me to help you out when you can't afford them. You are the one that moved away. We're not driving all over the world to see them, so don't expect us to. That's what he said. Amazingly, over the years, things change. Isn't it amazing how grandchildren can soften the hardest heart? Of the devil. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? He never missed a ball game or a horse show, no matter how many miles he had to drive. My children have straight teeth today because their braces were purchased by their grandparents. And at the beginning of every semester of college for both Tyler and Casey, my dad would call and say, how much did that school cost this time? And I would tell him, and within a couple of days, a check would arrive in the amount for that amount in the mail. But he wasn't driving all over the world to see them, and he wasn't going to help us out when we couldn't afford them. Grandparents are God's gifts to kids. Grandparents are God's gift to kids. They asked little girls, they said, tell us what, well, little girl, what, what is a grandmom? What is a grandmom? And this is what she said, grandmoms are moms with lots of frosting. 
grandmoms or moms with lost or frosting. One little boy said, well, they said, what's a granddad? Or asked the grandfather, what are grandchildren? He said, what a bargain grandchildren are. You give them your loose change and they will give you a million dollars worth of pleasure. As Christians, the Bible is very specific about the biblical role of fathers and the biblical role of mothers. It tells us. Fathers, lead your family. Mothers, be a helpmate. Children, obey and honor your parents. The Bible is very intentional about the role of husbands. Husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Very intentional about the roles of wives. Wives, submit to your husbands as unto the Lord. So the Bible gives us very specific and intentional details about the role of some family members. Husband, wife, father, mother, children. Children, obey your parents. Honor your father and mother so that you'll live long on the earth. But when it comes to the role of grandparent, there's not a lot said in the Bible about a grandparent. The only time the word grandmother is even used is in the King James Version. And it's found in 2 Timothy. Turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 5. Paul's talking to young Timothy, and this is what he says to him. He says, When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which first dwelt first in your grandmother Lois, your grandmother Lois, and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. It's the only time in the whole Bible where the word grandmother or grandfather is even used. And notice what it says. Paul says to Timothy, Timothy, that which you have in you didn't start in you. It has been transferred. It started in your grandmother, and then she transferred it to your mother, and then your mother has transferred it to you. You know what that tells us? Is that faith is a transferable thing. You know, fear is transferable. Alcoholism is transferable. Doubt, rebellion... It's transfer. You you raised in a rebellious family. Guess what you're going to be? You're going to have to fight the spirit of rebellion all your life. But at the same time, faith is transferable. Timothy, it started in your grandmother, and then it went was transferred to your mother. And, he, and Paul says, I have no doubt. It's that same faith that started in your grandmother transferred to your mother. It's in you as well. The Bible does speak refer to grandparents in this term. In a reference, it says, if a child is your children's children, you are a grandparent. The term children's children, referring to grandparents. Look at Proverbs chapter 17, verse 6 in the New King James. Children's children are the crown of old men or grandparents. Children's children. If they're your children's children, then they're your grandchildren. And then the New Living Translation says, grandchildren are the crowning glory of of the aged. Parents are the pride of their children. So the Bible, when it comes to the role of the grandparent, grandmother, grandfather, the Bible is not as specific in detail as it is father and mother, husband and wife. But America has in, is increasingly becoming a granny state where more grandparents are responsible for their grandchildren. Therefore, the Bible must say something about grandparents and our role as 
Bible people and as Christians in the, role, in the lives of our grandchildren. Did you know, according to statistics, almost half of all grandparents, Gallup Poe just recently reported two years ago, that half of all grandparents provide some type of weekly care for their grandchildren. 50%, almost 50% of all grandparents provide some type of weekly care for their children. Either pick them up from school, help with babysitting, pay for some of their food, buy their, some of their clothes, buy their shoes, or spend, let them spend the night at their house because parents work nights or third shift or something. But 50, almost 50% of all grandparents are involved in some form of weekly care of their grandchildren. Did you know this? That one out of every ten children in America and Europe live with a grandparent. One out of every ten children in America lives with a grandparent. In 2010, they do these statistics, these surveys every ten years. The next one will be 2020. But in 2010... 4.9 million American children were being raised entirely, solely by their grandparents. 4.9 million American children. Their parents now are out of the picture completely, and grandparents are raising their children completely. We have some grandparents in this church family who are raising, totally, entirely, solely raising their grandchildren. Their parents are either incarcerated in prison or their parents are no longer living or their parents have moved away to another state, but they have abdicated their child responsibility and now it's up to the children now to raise the, the grandparents to raise the grandchildren. So in 2010, 4.9 million American children were being raised solely by their grandparents. This statistic more than doubled in the two, 10 years. For in 2000, the same category was 2.4 million children were being raised entirely by their grandparents. But in 10 years, that 2.4 went to 4.9. They expected, the statisticians said, that by the year 2020, it will double again. So almost 10 million children in the next three years, at the end of the next three years, almost 10 million children in America will be raised entirely and solely by grandparents. In some states, in some states, almost 10% of all school-aged children are being raised entirely by their grandparents. 20% of the children who are being raised solely by grandparents are living in homes whose income is below the poverty line. Do you see what Satan's trying to do? Not only did he want to destroy the family by getting their parents out of their life. Now he wants them raised in a subpar financial situation. Because most grandparents are not making, they're beyond their child, their income producing years, so they're having to live on fixed incomes. And now, on top of that, they have to raise their children. Satan wants to destroy our children. He wants to destroy them spiritually, emotionally, and financially. Now, if you're in this room this morning, and someone calls you grandmother, or grandfather, or grand, that's what they call me, or Gigi, or Nana, or Papa, 
or granny or granddaddy or pops or Mimi or a dozen other names which are affectionately referred to you as grandmother or grandfather, then I have a word for you this morning. Grandparents are God's gifts to children. You are God's gift to children. Now they call me grand. What is some other names that I didn't mention of grandparents in this room? What's some other name? Anybody else got another name your grandkids? Darling? Darling. Your husband don't call you that, but the, the grandkids call you. Darling. That's a good one. Who else? Papa. Papa. All right. Mama. Yeah. What? B.B. B.B. All right. Yeah, all right. Uh. Who else? Grams. Grams. Who? Go-go. My little one calls me Dodo. Uh, who else? What? Meemaw. Big Mama. I don't know about that now. It better be a grandchild calls it. Because if a husband, husband calls you Big Mama, whoa, it's over with. It's over with. Who else? One more. Gaga. Gaga. If anybody else called you some of those names, you would be infuriated. But when that little voice calls you that loving name, it's like your heart melts. Grandparents are God's gifts to kids. A recent survey asked little boys and little girls two questions. Number one, they asked the little girls... How does your grandma differ than your mom? And here's some of the answers. Grandmas smell different than mom. Number two, grandmas usually give you things. Number three, grandmas like you to eat a lot. I was raised by my grandparents, can't you tell? Number four, grandmas are harder to explain things to. And then, grandmas hug too much. They asked little boys, how does grandpas differ than your dad? The little boys said, they tell better stories than dads do. They get sicker than dad does. Then they, they need more naps than dads do. They let you do things that dad says you're not old enough to do. And then I love this one. Grandpas think you're the greatest kid in the world when mom and dad know you are not. (laughs) Each family member in the Bible has been given a specific and intentional biblical role, a purpose. And likewise, the grandparent, if you're a grandparent in the room, you've been given a role as well. Here it is. Number one. A grandparent 
is to be a heritage builder. You're to be a heritage builder. Let's look at Psalm chapter 78, verses 1 through 8 again. Let's read it from the New Living Translation this time. And the Holy Spirit through the psalmist is writing to the, to the elders, to the grandparents. And this is what he says. O oh, my people, listen to my instruction. Open your ears to what I am saying, for I will speak to you in a parable. I will teach you hidden lessons from our past. Stories we have heard and known. Stories our ancestors, notice this, stories our ancestors, stories our ancestors handed down to us. Verse 4, we will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about His, mighty, about his power and His mighty wonders. For he issued his laws to Jacob. He gave his instructions to Israel. He commanded our ancestors to teach them. He commanded our ancestors to teach them to their children. So the next generation might know them. Even the children not yet born. And they in turn will teach their own children. Verse 7. So each generation should set its hope anew on God not forgetting His glorious miracles and obeying His commands. Then they will not be like their ancestors, stubborn, rebellious, and unfaithful, and refusing to give their hearts to God. The grandparents' role is to leave a godly legacy and build a rich heritage in the Lord. Yes, we're to take them to Chuck E. Cheese. And yes, we're to spoil them with good things. And yes, we're to pick them up when they need picking up. And yes, we're supposed to rub their boo-boos and love on them. And yes, we're supposed to be a, a, a blessing to their parents and to help out. But I want you to... And yes, they're supposed to have fun when they come to Poppy and Meemaw's house. Yes, all of those things are true. But if we do all of that and do not tell them about the goodness of our God, we have failed as grandparents. There is not a week that goes by that I don't hear or see something that causes me to recall something my grandparents said or showed me when I was a child. People have asked me over the years, well, where did you go to school? I went to Belmont University. Where did you study ministry? Well, I studied, uh, I studied, you know, Greek and Hebrew at Belmont and all that kind of stuff. Well, where did you learn to do what you do in church? Where did you learn to do what you do on the platform? Where did you learn, how did you learn to go in the hospitals? And how did you learn just to handle yourself in, like that? I said, I watched my grandfather. My grandfather was a pastor, and every day... In the summer when I went in school, I would go with him to the church. And I watched him study and I watched him pray. I watched him minister to people. I watched him. I'd go with him to the hospital. There's not a day that goes by, hardly in my life, that something I see or something that I do can trace back to my grandparents and the impact they had upon my life. In this passage in Psalm chapter 78, God instructs grandparents, now listen, that your role and my role is to teach and tell. What am I supposed to do as a grandparent? Teach and tell our grandchildren about God's glory and the necessity in believing in Jesus and following His Word. For you see, in Psalm chapter 78, if you continue reading the rest of the chapter, 
you'll see how Israel failed by not passing on their faith to the next generation. In fact, if we continue reading the remainder of Psalm 78, we would read the sad history of Israel's failure to transfer faith from one generation to the next and the resulting rebelliousness of one generation after another. Some of the things that we're seeing our young people get involved in today is simply because grandparents and grandparents have stopped sharing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with their children. And we blame it. Why are the kids acting this way today? Because we were so involved and so immersed in entertaining them instead of training them in the fear and admonition of the Lord. Look what it says in Psalm chapter 78, verse 9. The warriors Ephraim, though armed with bows, turned their backs and fled on the day of battle. The Bible says the righteous are as bold as a lion, but the wicked flee when no man pursues. But because the children of God did not train their children in the ways of God, they fled in the day of battle. Psalm 78, verse 17. Yet they kept on sinning against Him, rebelling against the Most High in the desert. Verse 40, Oh, how often they rebelled against God in the wilderness and grieved His heart in that dry wasteland. Again and again, they tested God's patience and provoked the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember His power and how He rescued them from their enemies. They did not remember His miraculous signs in Egypt, His wonders on the plain of Zoan. If you ever studied the Old Testament at all, the children of Israel, everywhere they went when they left the nation of Egypt as slaves, everywhere they went, all the new ground, God said, Build an altar right here. Build an altar right here so will your children after you and your grandchildren and generations after you will come here and know this is the place that God did so and so. Reminding our children. Rehearsing to our children. Teaching and telling our children. Grandparents, I, I encourage you, when you get those kids alone in your lap, rehearse a story of what God did for you. Let me tell you how God helped me one time. Let me tell you how he came through for me and your grandmother one time. Put it in their hearts and in their minds that God's a good God. And the same God that worked for them, you will work for them as well. Finally, because of Israel's continued rebellion and sin, their enemies eventually devoured them and all their families were destroyed. When grandparents fail to teach and tell the glory of the Lord, And grandchildren failed to place their hope in Jesus Christ and obey His commands. A God-fearing heritage is lost. So what is my biblical role as a grandparent, first and foremost? is to build a spiritual heritage for my grandchildren. Build a legacy. Tell them the goodness of God. It's okay. My grandchildren today, if they get in real trouble, they'll know grandmother's praying for us. Grandmother's praying for us. Number two, a grandparent should be a relational wall builder between parents and children. A relational wall builder between parents and children. Our married sons and daughters need to have our support in the challenging task of raising their children. (coughs) They don't need an enemy out of the grandparents. It's tough raising kids today. Tough. The things my parents had to go through in raising me is nothing compared to what kids' parents have to go through today raising children. The pressures, the temptations, 
the tests, the sins, the stressors that come against them is unbelievable in raising a child today. Listen now. Grandparents, I'm talking to me now. Grandparents might disagree with the parents in some areas, such as the time when children should go to bed. I think kids all stay up all night. I'm up, might as well stay up, let's play. The kinds of food. What do you mean they can't go to Dairy Queen? What do you mean? You're a communist. Don't let your kid go to Dairy Queen. The kinds of food and nutrition children should have. The kinds of books they read. The best way to discipline. And man, I think my favorite scripture in the Bible is the blueness of the wound cleanses away evil. You beat them hard enough and and they'll stop. The blueness of the wound cleanses, just wear them out. That don't go today. That don't go today. Grandparents should be careful not to undermine the authority of the child's parents. When our grandchildren stay at our house, we shouldn't say, Sorry, children, but your mother won't let me do that. Because you know why? That means your mother is the bad guy and I'm the good guy. But the moment for the moment, we can't do anything about it. Or, when our grandchildren beg for a privilege, don't say, Okay, go ahead, but promise you won't tell your daddy that I let you do it. Which means your dad's rules are kind of peculiar and stupid, and it's alright to disobey them as long as we don't get caught. Or, we must remember, we grandparents are not the Supreme Court with the final say on how everything should be done. We should be ready to give advice to our married children, but primarily our advice should be given only when asked for. The parents, the parents of your grandchildren are still the mother and the father. And thus they are responsible before God for the discipline and training of their children. Amanda and I have had the privilege over the years of watching some world champion grandparents. We've also had the unfortunate privileges of watching some grandparents who constantly overstepped their boundaries. So we've seen great grandparents and we've seen bad grandparents. And here's what Amanda and I have discovered. Grandchildren are very resilient. That is, they can recover rapidly from less than ideal circumstances. They survive even the mistakes of inexperienced parents and come through struggles of various kinds, often better than expected. Even with ignorant and immature parents, which are our children, it's amazing how well grandkids can turn out. Number three. A grandparent should be the prayer warrior for their grandchildren. A grandparent's biblical role is to be a spiritual heritage builder. To be a relational wall builder between moms and dads and grandparents. And number three, a grandparent should be the prayer warrior for their grandchildren. Look with me at James chapter 5 verse 16. Look at James 5 verse 16. Notice what the the, the the pastor of the church at Jerusalem says, Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a grandparent. The earnest prayer of a righteous grandparent has great power and produces wonderful results. 
There's a neat story in the Old Testament about Samuel the prophet. And he had been leading the nation of Israel. And the nation of Israel was doing good. And and the people, and God loved it that the prophets were leading. But the people of Israel started getting their eyes on these other nations. And these other nations wanted a king. So the people of Israel decided they wanted a king. And God didn't want them to have a king. But God will give people what they want if they want it bad enough. So God said, okay, I'm going to give you a king. And Samuel, the prophet then, started to step aside. He started to retire. He wasn't going to lead anymore. And once the people realized the prophet was getting ready to step aside, and they couldn't go to the prophet for godly advice, they go to him in mass and begin to plead and beg with him to not stop praying for him. Please pray for us. And we pick it up in 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 23. It says this, Samuel says this, As for me, I will certainly not sin against the Lord by ending my prayers for you. Listen to what he says. They said, don't stop praying. He said, I'm not going to stop praying for you. He said, that would be a sin against the Lord to stop praying for you. And I will continue to teach you what is good and right. Be sure... To fear the Lord and faithfully serve Him. Think of all the wonderful things He's done for you. But if you continue to sin, you and your king will be swept away. Listen, grandparents. Often, when we lose control, we feel that our prayers are less effective. The truth is, our prayers are more needed when we give up our control and allow our children and our grandchildren to run their own race. Never stop praying for your children and your grandchildren. What do I pray for them? Here's what you pray. Pray for your grandchildren's salvation. Pray they get saved. We make sure they play ball. We make sure they cheer. We make sure they have the best stuff. We make sure they have all the outfits and all the uniforms. We make sure they get in the best school. We make sure they get the after-school tutoring. We make sure they get the the courses... Take the ACT and the SAT. We make sure. We make sure they have the right dress for prom. We make sure. We make sure good tires are on their first vehicle. We make sure of all those things. And those things are wonderful and they're great. If a grandparent can do those things financially, that's wonderful and great. But listen to what Jesus said. He said in Matthew 16, 26, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more? than your soul. Pray for your grandchildren's salvation. The most important thing in life is not how successful they are in these 70 or 80 years, but how successful they are in eternity. Pray for your grandchildren's salvation. Every day, pray for your grandchildren's salvation. Second thing, pray for your grandchildren's future mate. Begin praying now. Well, they're up before years old. Well, they're going to get married one day probably. And chances are their future mate is already alive. Unless they're a, a cradle robber, they're already alive. Or a cougar, either one. <laughs> Begin praying now. The book, the book, Good to Great, all those great CEOs that have written these great leadership books, usually in their list somewhere of eight or ten things that every great leader needs to do. One of the things somewhere in their list always comes to this one thing. Make sure you marry the right person. So begin now praying for your...
future mate. Pray for your grandchildren's spiritual growth. Pray for their spiritual growth. Pray your grandchildren will not give in to temptation. Pray that their faith will not fail when tested, tried, and attacked. Pray. And you might be here this morning and you say, well, my grandparents are not godly people. And I want somebody praying for my children. I want to encourage you to find some older folks in this congregation or somewhere else. And you just go to them and ask them, would you become the surrogate prayer warrior for my, grand, for my children? Would you pray for them? And I guarantee you they'll pray for your children. Grandparents are God's gifts to kids. I, uh, about 15 years ago, I was in our big sanctuary in Allgood. Boy, we'd had a good run. That thing started with 30 people. It was up to 1,200, 1,200. It eventually got up to 2,000. And we we just built that 1,000-seat sanctuary, paid for it in seven months after we moved in, debt-free. People were coming. The church was bigger than the city. Bigger than the city. Amazing what happened. And it was in the middle of the week. For some reason, I just had an urgency just to spend some extra time in prayer. I wasn't praying about anything in particular, but just waiting on God. And I'd been in the sanctuary. There wasn't but one or two lights on on the platform. And I'd always get around the front. And I'd lay down on the floor with my Bible. And I'd just pray. I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'd drift off to sleep. And I'd wake up, pray some more. So I just prayed. I'd been there about two hours. And I was just so overwhelmed that moment, at that moment with the goodness of God. And I remember telling the Lord and asking Him, Lord, why am I so blessed? Why, may I, why are Amanda and I so blessed? I said, I come from a church of 50. I'm not smart. I'm not creative. I'm not, edgy. I'm, I'm, not I'm not special at all. My family was poor. And I look in this big sanctuary paid for, and I see all these people coming. I, I had, at that time, a weekly television program and eight radio programs. Just unbelievable the things that were going on. I said, why am I so blessed? What have I done to deserve this? And I never will forget the Spirit of God said to me, laying right there, I'm honoring the prayers that your grandparents prayed for you when you were a child. And that didn't make sense to me. I'd never heard that. That came up out of my spirit. I thought, well, that ain't right. That ain't, I'm just too much pizza last night or something. That. And then I go over to the book of Revelation and I begin studying it out. Is there such a thing of God honoring grandparents' prayers? And I read over there in the book of Revelation that our prayers are stored in vials in heaven. 
our prayers are stored, they never leave the Father's sight. Become a prayer warrior for your grandchild. The things that you're praying for them now as they're in diapers or in elementary school, God will honor that one day when they become an adult. Thank you for listening to The Simple Truth with Pastor Eddie Turner. Please join us at Family Worship Center, 3045 Memorial Boulevard, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, when you are in the Middle Tennessee area. You can also learn more about FWC at our website, www.familywc.com. Thank you again for listening to The Simple Truth.